Well, hey guys, welcome to the second episode of Disproportionate. That's right, it's the weekly show where every Wednesday we take apart the small things that have been annoying you guys and myself disproportionately over the last week. Uh, we also take a look at some weird world news stories. Uh, so let's get started, shall we? I think we probably should. So one thing that annoyed me a great deal over the last seven days, a lot, uh, was the false advertising that took place, guys. So it was our daughter's birthday on Thursday and, you know, we wanted to do a nice exciting activity for her, but there isn't much open right now. We're just coming out of lockdown, so there's some outdoor activities open and we picked one of them and she loves animals, so we picked a little petting farm, uh, a community farm. And we thought, she loves animals, she's going to be buzz off this, so let's go there. Anyway, we rock up. Uh, let me ask you a question at this point, guys. What is the one thing that you should be able to expect absolutely and that cannot be missing from a petting farm? You're thinking the right thing, and that's what was missing. There were no animals at this petting farm, no farmyard animals. So farmyard animals, you're expecting cows, pigs, sheep, none of them, absolutely none. Yeah, sure, there was a few chickens, couple of roosters, couple of turkeys, she loved that. Laughed her head off at them. Uh, but you cannot, in all good grace, call yourselves a petting farm if you have no sheep in attendance, no cows rocking up, no pigs visible to the human eye, none of the above were there. Absolutely shocking. Listen, any community farmers listening, if you're advertising a petting farm, a community farm, make sure you have animals there for people to look at. Otherwise, all you've got is a few empty barns, a couple of muddy fields, and a whole bunch of strong cack laying about. Absolutely shocking behaviour. Uh, just a very small thing now that's just an add-on from the uh, farm debacle. And that is, uh, let me give you three options. We sourced a great time, and uh, well, not a great deal of expense, but a great time and effort. A beautiful little kitchen for Alexa to play with, third birthday. Uh, and we made sure we got all of the food that goes with it, all of the pans separately, but at the right size. So it's all proportionate to each other, not disproportionate, see what I did there? Uh, and we also got her a lovely little doll's house and we got the furniture that goes with it, all the right size again, so nothing's out of kilter. Uh, and just as a throwaway gift, kind of the day before, as she's into the solar system at the moment, from the works at absolutely no effort and not much money, for three quid I got her a little model of the solar system. Which one come birthday morning do you think she was interested in? That's right, the three pound no effort works galaxy. Not all the stuff would put all that effort into. Sod's law. Just a quick one of you guys. I don't know if you've had the experience of walking through like, I'm not talking about anywhere rocky or hilly, no mountainous regions. 
just standard parks and you see like middle class, comfortably middle class couples with all their walking gear on as if they're going on a grand orienteering mission. Oh yeah, they've got the action slacks on. Yeah, they've got the wicking shirt so they don't get too sweaty. Heck, maybe they've got the all trail jacket built for all conditions and two hiking sticks, one in each hand and walking boots for literally a walk down a concreted path in a standard park that has a flipping playground and that in it. Sort it out, Edna. Sort it out, flipping Quentin. And now we've reached that part of the show where weekly we'll be asking, what's been disproportionately annoying Maria this week? Shall we find out? I think we should. something that's been winding me up this week this has been winding me up for a good let's say 10 years so winter's brutal it's cold it's wet i don't want to go outside it gets dark it's miserable we all get depressed we eat our feelings it's horrible why when as a human race we have managed to go into space and clone other animals why have we not figured out a way for it not to get so flipping cold like it can't be that hard now i know i'm raising my voice but i genuinely don't understand why can we not control the temperatures yet it's stupid i know for a fact there is a machine that people hire to blow clouds out of the way if there's a birthday party and things like that surely surely if some scientist really put his mind to it he could make something that means it doesn't get to minus 12 on the 6th of January because that's a ridiculous temperature. Oh, very nice, thank you. So that's what's been annoying Maria disproportionately over the last seven days. Or, as she said, over the last decade. I will have to add, uh, as an addendum, however, this is the woman that goes out when the skies are very grey, when it's very murky, when it's very overcast and blatantly going to rain without an umbrella, without a jacket, and then consistently comes in moaning about how she got soaking wet and wasn't prepared for the weather. So, you know, have some sympathy, but not too much. You know, you have to do some of the preparation in the hard yard yourself. And now it's time to check our voicemail. Who's left a message for us this week? What is their gripe from the last seven days? Shall we check it out? I consider myself working class, I'm not especially fancy. I always buy Lidl's own BTEC version of Shreddies. However, when it comes to butter, it has to be Lurpak. It's not cheap, but by chance it was an offer when I did the big shop the other week. I bought two. After putting the shopping away, I made the distinct decision to hide one tub behind a big bag of apples and one in the usual place, second shelf down on the left. A few days later, I got the butter out, 
only to realise someone had moved the fridge around. The apples were now on the top shelf and by some ridiculous mismanagement, the hidden tub of Lurpak had been opened and was in full view, third shelf down on the right, wedged between the milk and half a tin of chickpeas. I genuinely can't think of anything more annoying than two tubs of Lurpak on the go. Great shout there from Adele. That was Adele on the voicemail. I really feel a pain there too, you know. There isn't much worse than thinking you've done a bit of next week's shop and you're ahead of the game. You've got that two for one deal, that three for two deal, whatever it is. You think you're on top of things in reality. Some doyle that lives in your household will always expose the loophole in your plan. They will not be able to see the one that's open for a split second and as a result, they will just bust open your storage plans, bust it right open. Or you think you're gonna have a full tub of butter at the start of next week, you're not. You're gonna have two slightly grim ones that are about half used with the remnants of jam and marmite kind of just drizzled over the top of them. Because people are animals and they do weird things like not using separate knives between dipping in the butter to make the toast and then next dipping the jam. Maybe they, maybe they do one slice at a time. So they've done the butter, they've done the jam, then they think, oh, I'll have a second slice of toast. Why don't I use the one that I've just dipped in the jam or marmite and put it straight back into the butter? Animals, animals. Real talk though, guys, if you want to uh, contact the show in a way that Adele just has, let us know the gripe that has been disproportionately bothering you over the last seven days. There's all manner of ways to do that. You can do it via uh, the disproportionate pod, which is our... I can't think of the word. What's it called? Which is our Twitter tag. Why couldn't I think of the word Twitter? Or you can contact us, disproportionate pod. That is on Instagram. But the easiest way, if you want to send us a voice message for our voicemail portion of the show, like Adele just has, the way to do that is to download an app called Anchor. And when you type in the disproportionate pod uh, and find my pod, there'll be a, a resource there on the podcast page for you to leave a voicemail. That's the way to do that. Another little one that bothered me over the last 24 hours, guys. I was in the city centre, right? I was walking through the Granger Market, which you might not know is uh, where I live. It's a, it's a massive market that sells all the fruit, all the veg, all the meat. It's very old school. It goes back a long time. Anyway, as you might expect in any other market you guys visit, the fruit and veg traders like to shout their wares from the rooftop, slipping three pound, put it strawberries, that kind of thing. You get the general idea, but they never stop all day bellowing, shouting. It's very, very loud. And as you get lanes and lanes of different fruit and veg shops, they're all shouting against each other. It gets particularly loud and particularly irritating. Now, that in itself, I guess you could view as funny. However, what I do not like is, listen, Mr. Fruit and Veg Man, when I am literally stood right in front of you, already looking at your wares, already picking things up and putting them in my basket that I intend to purchase from your shop, you know when my ear is right next to your mouth almost? You know when we're like, no more than an arm's length away from each other? 
could you stop just for that 30 seconds bellowing about your flipping Bramley apples, bellowing about your Granny Smiths, just for that 30 seconds so I can keep my hearing intact. Please, I beg you, thank you. So we've had a really weird experience in the last seven days. Uh, We have a toddler and for that reason we end up watching a whole bunch, as you might imagine, of shows aimed at toddlers and they are from all over the world. We watch one about Australian dingoes, we watch loads that are made in the UK, uh, and we watch a couple from America and one of them uh, (laughs) we noticed at the start of it there is, I'd say comfortably, a 30 second blue-bannered FBI warning screen about piracy. And that bothered me for two reasons. Firstly, why is the FBI worried about you pirating a flipping kid's DVD? Is that really their area of expertise? Like, whoa, we're on top of the drugs trade. Listen, we're on top of criminality. We're on top of terrorism. But also, listen, if you're thinking you can get away with pirating that flipping Barney DVD... You've got another thing coming. Also, is that is that really the place to put it at the start of, like, a, a DVD aimed at toddlers? Are you wanting toddlers to be quaking in their boots in case the man's going to kick the door through any minute? AK-47 in hand saying, put your hands behind your head, kneel on the ground. That's not what you want for toddlers. That's not what you want. Don't put it at the start of a toddler video. Are you mad? While we're on that subject, though, do you remember... <laughs> I'm probably aging myself a bit here, but there used to be adverts on the TV in the UK, uh, and they were also at the start of uh, videos, DVDs, whatever else that you'd rent from Blockbuster. And it'd always be along the lines of, you wouldn't deal drugs. You wouldn't, you know, burgle. You wouldn't rob somebody. You wouldn't rob a bank. So why would you do video piracy? And I understood what their message was. And maybe this is just the way my brain worked. I watched it and every time I thought, you know what? You don't know me. Don't tell me what I wouldn't, wouldn't do. How do you know I wouldn't rob a bank? How do you know I wouldn't deal drugs? I'm not right now, that's true. But don't think, don't assume you know my character. Guys, I'm afraid I need to relate to you uh, a really, really disturbing story that took place over the last seven days. Is there anything worse than in public being found wanting at something that you consider yourself to be really, really great at? I don't think there is. I experienced this on Sunday. We spent the weekend for the first time in about a year with my uh, with my parents meet my brother, the in-laws, all that kind of stuff. It was great. We had a lovely time. Great weekend spent. Great memories made, I dare say. Uh, then we come to Sunday. We're leaving in a few hours' time. But it's that that point, that distinct, distinct point of Sunday afternoon in the British Isles, at least, where everybody has ingested their large Sunday dinners. Everyone's feeling a bit heavy, a bit sluggish. Some people have gone for the inevitable slump into a Sunday afternoon nap with Antiques Roadshow on quiet on the TV. 
and others of us in the Wide Awake Club have gone to sit around the dining table and busted out the Scrabble. That's right, you might be thinking, whoa, party animals busting the Scrabble out. Well, listen, we're all between our mid-30s and mid-40s. So nobody's going to be popping any Class A's, nobody's going to be raving, nobody's going to be sniffing any glue, all right? We're not wild anymore, just we have to accept that. Previously in the weekend, though, and throughout the weekend, I've been experiencing some uh, hmm, mild to moderate back pain. Uh, and, and, you know, it's been bothering me, it's uncomfortable to sit, we're about to sit around the table. Uh, my dad suffers from arthritis, so I've spoken to him and I've asked him about what, you know, what he'd suggest because my back's really giving me a bit of jip. And he produces something from the cupboard that I did not expect to be in his possession, which is CBD capsules. <laughs> now, my dad is in his 70s uh, and is a religious man, so it's not something I expect him to have in his possession. I will say they are 100% legal, and although they're made of the cannabis plant, they do not contain any of the stuff that makes you high. They just make you feel really contented and relaxed, allegedly at this point. So I'd say 45 minutes before we play Scrabble, uh, I double drop these without checking the milligrams on them. They were high doses, it turns out, later. But anyway, I've dropped two of them. I've sunk it back with a glass of water. Uh, and then we're playing Scrabble 45 minutes later. And I, I just cannot focus. I'm not high by any, you know, any measure. I'm not high, I'm not claiming that. But I'm just so relaxed and so contented and so chilled that I literally cannot really focus on what I'm doing at all. I'm seeing all the letters in front of me, no problem, but no words are forming in my mind whatsoever. I've got absolutely nothing as a result of being so content, so relaxed. I lose every single game, coming dead last because I'm not on my game, a game I would normally have taken by storm and been championé, championé at. Uh, I flunked out at badly. Uh, and, you know, I've lost my title, my crown slipped. I am absolutely devastated. Okay, I think we need to talk about something that's been bugging me, which is a very basic foodstuffs getting above their station to a ridiculous degree and filling up all of that space that used to be left on their tins, on their packaging, with unnecessary things like serving suggestions. Listen, let me say straight off the bat, flipping own supermarket brand and slightly more continental brands of beans and tins of spaghetti and flipping pasta and sauce, own brands. A serving suggestion is not required. Who do you think you are? Tins of baked beans have, as far as I can make out, three uses. On toast, with cheese. On chips, with cheese. Or, you know, if you're gonna go old school and have a kid's dinner, on a plate, with chips, and either sausages or fish fingers. There are the three uses for baked beans. Maybe if you wanna be a little bit fruity, there's a fourth, you could pour it in with your chili con carne instead of kidney beans. Yeah, why not as a replacement? But that's the extent of the uses for baked beans. Stop trying to tell me about these very elaborate recipes that are highlighting baked beans as the mainstay of the dish. Nobody uses baked beans that way. They are a, an accoutrement at best. 
I never want to see beans in the same recipe as basil or oregano. I certainly do not want to see them used as a, as a, as a vegan replacement for other meat-based foodstuffs. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You baked beans. Be proud of what you are, but realise what it is. You have no place giving serving suggestions. It's ridiculous. Also, the whole idea of a pasta and sauce in a packet is that you tip that bad boy out into a bowl, you add hot water and it's done. If you're adding a serving suggestion, which suggests you add a, a sprig of parsley and some chopped ham and whatever else, you're clearly not doing your job properly. The idea that everything that you need is in that packet. If you need additional stuff, there's no use for a pasta and sauce. You just need to make pasta from scratch. Oh my gosh, someone, someone help these guys out with what their product is and what its market is. Honestly, why is everyone gonna get above the stations these days? Even baked beans are on, in on the act. Home brand baked beans. Okay, great stuff. Thanks to all participants in Small Gripes Court this week. And to round it off, uh, I have a small gripe of my own. It's a fairly risky one, I'll be honest, as it involves my wife, and she will definitely hear this podcast. So, uh, I am on a pretty strict diet, put myself on it months ago. It's been yielding great results, so I'm staying on it. It does mean, however, that I don't consume any solid food after about five o'clock. So beyond five, after I've had my main meal, I'm on strictly water, you know, cordially based juice. And then uh, generally, it's going to be very low sugar, very low calorie ice pops. They are the thing beyond five o'clock that kind of get me through the rest of the night and stop me picking at things that would be way, way worse for my diet. But at the moment, an almost daily occurrence is that when my wife goes to make her dinner or my daughter's and needs to get something out of the freezer, she takes out my ice pops to get to what she needs and neglects to put them back in. Meaning that when I'm at my most tempted portion of the night when I need to, you know, get a couple of ice pops to occupy myself and stop me eating something that would be way worse for my diet, uh, I go in to get one and they are all entirely defrosted and melted and useless. Put them back in the freezer. Hey guys, I believe it's time for what they call in the industry the call to arms. So listen, uh, what I'd very much like you to do is to uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying listening to it. Give us a like. Heck, even give us a rating. I'd suggest three stars. But who am I to say? Well, three stars, five stars, whatever the top amount of stars is on the platform that you're listening to it on. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Apple. Uh, and it's available on Google. Anywhere that you'd normally get a podcast. Yeah, give it a like. Give it a subscribe. And, uh, you know, if you can give it a good rating, absolutely do that. We very much appreciate it. We want to grow the podcast. Thanks. If you uh, cast your minds back, just, you know, a good 15 minutes to the start of the podcast, 
And if you remember, there was a, a very sad tale of false advertising involving uh, a petting farm. A community farm that had no animals yet advertised them. I'm afraid what we've got for you now is another very, very sad and disturbing tale of false advertising from my last seven days. Okay, guys, you tell me if I've been gypped, if I've been conned or not yet. I feel like I have. However, let me tell you what happened. So, in the last seven days, like I say, it was our daughter's birthday. She was turning three. And we wanted to get one of those, you know, the foil helium-filled balloons that has their age on it. She was turning three, so I wanted a, a you know, a number three helium balloon. Eventually found one at the supermarket. They sold all the numbers. They had one for all kinds of things. Engagement parties, get well soon. Either way, they had uh, a number three, and when I looked at the price list, it said letters and numbers, £2.50, and then the additional weight that you'd need to keep it moored to the ground, 50p, three quid, all in all, job done. I was over the moon with that, so I take the packet of the balloon that I wanted over to the uh, cashier. She immediately unpacked it, which I felt was weird. Don't start unpacking it before you've rung it up. Anyway, she rings it up and she says, £10, please. And I'm like, you what? I'd point her over to the price list where it says very clearly in big black bold letters, letters and numbers, £2.50. She walks over to me and, you know, with her outstretched finger pointed at the prices, shows me that, yes, while it does say that letters and numbers are £2.50, the brand which I've bought my three from is actually a different price. And it's right down at the bottom of the price list where it says 10 quid because it's made by this specific brand. So I've paid a tenner for a helium balloon where it quite clearly says on the list the letters and numbers are £2.50. Sorry, has three ceased to be a number? Have I gone mad? Three's a number, right? So if it says on the list, numbers are £2.50, three being a number, that should have been the price. Either that, or you have to amend your price list, guys. Shocking, shocking. And you know what bothered me the most? It wasn't losing out on that few quid, feeling like I'd been conned. It was the fact that they knew they had me. They flipping knew they had me. Because what kind of a terrible dad would I look like if I was stood there kicking off about having to spend an extra four or five quid on a balloon for my daughter's birthday? Oh, they know they've got you in a vice. They can overcharge the life out of you. And if you complain, you just look like a tight parent or grandparent. Do you? But they need shutting down. And with that, guys, it's time for this week's Weird News Headline Roundup. Software designated to identify croissants from donuts now used to fight cancer after scientists noticed cells look kind of like bread under a microscope. Essex woman claims she's been abducted by aliens 52 times and has the bruises to prove it. I'm not sure that's the only place she can get bruises from, to be fair, love. 
Woman vows never to buy a razor again after shaving legs with sandpaper. I'd guess that anyone who'd risk shaving their legs with sandpaper is somebody that you would not want to see the legs of in any case. Woman's house trashed by a flock of giant Californian condors. Transylvanian castle thought to be owned by Count Dracula is newest place in Transylvania to give COVID-19 shots. And probably my two favourite weird news stories of the week. Parrot returns to British owner speaking Spanish after being missing for four years. He's had himself a nice long holiday, hasn't he? Obese hedgehog found to weigh three stone physically cannot curl into a ball. And finally, and the one we'll focus on in more depth this week, dolphins deliberately get high on pufferfish. Dolphins deliberately get high on pufferfish nerve toxins by carefully chewing and passing them around. And it says dolphins are thought of as one of the most intelligent species in the animal kingdom. The experts believe that they put their ingenuity to use in the pursuit of getting high this week. In extraordinary scenes filmed for a new documentary, young dolphins were seen carefully manipulating a certain kind of puffer fish, which, if provoked, releases a powerful nerve toxin. Though large doses of the toxin can be deadly, in small amounts it is known to produce a narcotic effect and the dolphins appear to have worked out how to make this fish release just the right amount, carefully chewing on the puffer but gently and passing it between one another. The marine mammals then enter what seems to be a trance-like state. A marine animal expert who reviewed the footage said after chewing the puffer gently and passing it around they began acting most peculiarly, hanging around with their noses at the surface as if fascinated by their own reflection. It reminded us that a, a craze of a few years ago when people started licking toads to get a buzz, especially the way they hung there in a daze afterwards. It was most extraordinary thing to see. Guys, I have seen the footage. If you haven't, after you've listened to the podcast, of course, I would definitely, definitely push you to do so. Have a look on YouTube. You will find uh, dolphins getting high on a puffer fish. Well, it's, it's one of the best minute and 30 seconds I've spent in the last week. I'll tell you that much. And we have arrived, guys, at the end of the second episode of Disproportionate. We really want to grow the podcast, so please uh, feel free. In fact, beyond feel free, just please share it with your friends. Uh, It's available on all major platforms, on Apple, on Spotify, uh, and on Google. Everywhere that you'd normally pick up a podcast. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with the show for next week's podcast you can do that via the usual channels you can hit up disproportionate pod which is our twitter handle disproportionate pod also on instagram and if you want to leave us a voice message download an app called anchor you'll find the uh, the podcast on there and yeah you can leave us a voice message via the podcast homepage. page yeah i'll see you guys next wednesday ta-ta